0: Welcome to the Endurance Horse Podcast, where endurance riders from all across the globe gather, sharing their stories, goals, and progress as they train for and compete in endurance events at every level. So kick off your shoes, pull up a chair, and listen as we gather around the virtual campfire and listen to friends from across
1: the world.
2: Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 19 of the Endurance Horse Podcast. Jim's with me today. And we're just gonna do a short introduction to get things going. But I hope your summer, if you're over here no, near North America, we hope your summer's going great. And if you're over there towards New Zealand, we hope your winter's going great, which uh, Daryl Owen checked in with us recently, and it sounds like her winter's going pretty fabulously. Been a crazy day here, huh, Jim? It has. Very interesting. <laughs> do you wanna elaborate on that a little bit? Well, let's see. It uh, started out with a tree all of a sudden uh, going across the driveway. Probably because of all the rain we've had, the ground is just soaked. Uh, and then when we were down there trying to fix the tree, you looked over and uh, one of our lean-tos had uh, rolled over. Yeah, it was extremely windy and um, it just blew over. So, And of course Houdini was in there. Not a good situation, trying to like stomp on it to see what was up with it, who, who knows. It, it's a lean-to that you're supposed to be able to drag around, move around the pasture. It's not like built down into the ground and we've had it for a few years now, right? Like maybe four or five years and it's never been a problem and we must have had a straight line wind today. Been pretty, pretty crazy, pretty busy, I've been conditioning Grace a lot and I was supposed to do a long ride this weekend, did not happen and now we have some family in from out of town, so it's gonna be a bit of a a struggle to get that long conditioning ride in, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, If anybody out there is hoarding the sun, uh, please send it towards Wisconsin. (laughs) I would certainly appreciate it. Oh yeah, we could use about two weeks of uh, nice weather to get some hay, hay down. Well, not us get the hay down, but our hay guys to get the hay down. So without further ado, Welcome to episode 19 of the Endurance Horse Podcast. Woo-hoo.
3: See you later. Bye.
1: Hi, my name is Brooke Spears, and I'm going to talk a bit about my first 50. So, I recently was able to do my first 50 this past March at a ride called Shanghai in Texas, and it's in Rocher in Texas, and it's a very pretty ride. It's on a working um, ranch. And I had the privilege of riding there last year, so I was excited to come back and be able to ride a 50 this year. And I was able to do it on one of my favorite mares, one of my favorite horses. Her name is Jet, and she is owned by Darryl and Butler. This was my 50, and then I found out that it was also going to be her first 50 as well. So that made it really exciting as well. So whenever we first got there, the start of the ride was actually pretty bumpy because I realized that I had forgotten her halter that goes underneath her head stall. And normally, you know, maybe that wouldn't be a problem, but she head shakes really bad at the start of a ride. So she just shook her bridle off before the ride started and just Trotted back to the barn. (laughs) So we had to go back to the trailer and we found a different halter to snap onto the headstall. But that was goodness, that was an experience for the first beginning of that ride. So I started out with a riding buddy, but quickly about six miles into the ride, I realized that we were going way too fast for (laughs) what um, our first 50 was. So I took that into consideration and I said goodbye to my buddy and that's okay. She was riding her ride and I was riding my ride and we talked beforehand and it turns out the ride was a lot nicer than um, what she had thought so she could go faster and my horse just, um, for her first 50, I didn't want to do that to her. So I hung back. And we got to ride by ourselves for the good, the rest of that loop. So we had a good time. And one of the other bumpy parts was we started out with um, hoof boots and both of them came off. Um, so, but I found one, so I hooked it onto the breast collar and just kept going. And whenever we reached the first hold, everything went fine. Um, she pulsed down really good, she trotted out. Everything was fine, and so I, we went through our hold. She ate really well. She drank really well. She was such a good, good little horse. And then I got back on, and we did the second loop. The second loop was very uneventful. It was um, pretty rocky, and she was barefoot, and I was pretty worried about that. She just made it through like a rock star everywhere we could. On the side parts, we would trot on the grass, We would walk as much as we could on the rocks and we were just very strategic about where we were trotting and walking because it was a very rocky ride but again for that second loop we were mostly alone wasn't anybody really there and for a good part of this ride we were just by ourselves and then we came back into the hold Everything was perfect again. She trotted out wonderfully. She was a very good horse. She got good, good gut sounds, good everything a's and I was feeling really good. I was feeling like I could keep going. Everything was awesome. Then we get back on had an uneventful third loop again. It was the same um, loop as we did before, and it was uneventful the same and we got to ride with one of the ride vets who's in texas bob rogers i think his name is for just a little bit part of it he was doing the 25 and that was a lot of fun just being able to walk with somebody like that and you know learning as much as i could just that quick you know pass by was a lot of fun and i'm really grateful for that and then we went back to Trotten, back to by ourselves and we came back into the vet perfect again through the hold Then I got back on for the final stretch of this 50. And I was still feeling really good. I could tell that Jet felt really good. She was a trooper throughout the whole ride. I swear, this mare is just amazing. She did so good. She was a freight train that first loop, but by now she had really settled into her groove, and she was just doing really well. She was giving me everything I asked for and just being a really good mare. And so we were on... (laughs) Our fourth and final loop. For this loop, we actually got to ride with a couple of different um, people. I forgot their names. I feel so bad, but two gray horses, and um, it was really good for Jet because at this point in the ride, she was starting to get, starting to lose gas. So, um, this was very good for her, seeing the other horses, being able to ride with them. It was really good. But then I could tell that she, you know, she maybe we needed to slow down again. So I said goodbye to them. And we walked for a little bit longer. And we just had a good time by ourselves. (laughs) And around two miles from camp, we had lost gas completely. (laughs) She was walking, but she would not do any more than a walk. And I understand. Um, So we were just walking in. And then a good family came up behind us trotting. And Jet got that second wind and she just picked up the pace back with them. She didn't feel like she was going to, you know, fall apart or anything. She was she felt really good. I just think that, you know, she was like, what the heck, a lady, are you doing? So <laughs> whenever she saw them, she just perked right back up. And we went in, and then she even started getting stronger whenever we were getting closer. We just slowed back down um, right before um, the finish. It's got rocky, and their horses could trot um, on the road with the shoes. But like I said, she was barefoot, so I didn't want to risk anything that close to the finish. So we just walked on that rock road all the way back to the finish, and my mom met me by the finish line, and she walked with me all the way back in. And we have a wonderful ride photo to show that. Back in at the last vet check, um, it looked like Jet got a little sore with one of the rocks, which is understandable. But she trotted out first, and then we realized, you know, maybe we were starting to worry So we had to wait 30 minutes and recheck. But by the recheck, she was good and solid. And it was just a little, she had just um, got a little bit of sore, foot sore from the rocks. But by that um, recheck, she was really good. And at the end of the ride, she was strong, healthy, eating everything. (laughs) She's just a really, really good mare. And I'm so lucky I got to be able to ride her. And that I got to finish my first ride, I was ecstatic. And I felt awesome. I really can't understand like put out how like well I felt like I could run more like I could get on and do it again I really felt good and I knew she felt good so I really love that I got to do this with one of my favorite horses and I'm so thankful to Daryl for letting me be able to do this on her perfect mare so that is my story of the first 50 and I just really can't wait to do
4: some more so thank you Hi, everyone. I just wanted to start out by saying Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there listening. My name is Joy Kenyon, and I live in the beautiful Ruby Valley in southwest Montana. The weather is finally getting warmer, and it's making it easier to condition. We had a super long winter, and I conditioned through all of it regardless of the weather. I have two horses right now, Chinook, my Morgan mare, and Jazzy, my Arab mare. Chinook is 15 and I've had her for about 12 years and Jazzy is 16 and I've had her for 8. They are both beautiful horses. Everyone is drawn to Chinook with her friendly personality and beautiful golden palomino color. Jazzy is also very pretty and flashy with all her white markings. I'm going to be talking mostly about Chinook today as she is the one I'm competing on this season. I grew up loving horses but was never really around them. I had a pet cow as a kid that I trained to ride. Her name was Grace, but beyond that, I had no riding experience. When I turned 14, I moved to Montana, and I ended up caretaking a horse for a sickly elderly woman. The horse was an off-the-track thoroughbred, who ended up teaching me a lot about horsemanship. That mare would try to bite me, kick me, you name it, she tried it. I'm not sure how I survived, but that's where my love for horses and riding developed. There isn't anything that I enjoy more than being out on the trail with my horse. Endurance just gives me an excuse to better my horsemanship and go further than I had ever planned or even dreamed about riding. I learned about endurance about four summers ago off of Facebook, and I immediately started conditioning Chinook. There was a ride coming up in August, so I spent all summer building Chinook up with long, slow distance. Two weeks before the ride... I met the farrier to reset Chinook's shoes. He picked up her hind leg and immediately noticed a really bad bowed tendon. I took her to the vet and started the rehab process, which was mostly time off. I was told she would be off for around a year. Finally, after the second year, I could start riding her. And this winter, I could go back to conditioning her. It was a really long winter, but I learned that I can ride in the winter and still have fun with the right horseshoes and right winter gear. My goal for the season was to ride 250 limited distant miles. Fort Howes was supposed to be my halfway their ride. Unfortunately, Chinook vetted in lame at the last vet check. The first loop was absolutely amazing, but halfway through the second, it started pouring and blowing wind. I I hand walked Chinook down all the really steep hills. I kept her off the muddy spots by walking her in the grass. But when I got in, she ended up getting pulled for a lameness in the hind left leg, which is where her bowed tendon was. I'm taking her in Tuesday for a lameness exam, so keep Chinook in your thoughts. I'm really hoping that it's not the tendon and most likely a muscle pull like the vet had suggested. If Chinook is out for the rest of the season, I'm going to start conditioning Jazzy to hopefully get in all the LD miles that I had planned on competing. If you see us out on the ride, feel free to say hi. I'll be the one in the bright pink clothes and horses with hot pink tack and pink glitter hooves. Thanks for listening.
5: Hi, my name is Erin Glassman. I'm an endurance rider from Kansas, which is in the central region of the American Endurance Ride Conference uh, regions. I have not done a ton of miles in endurance um, distance miles competitively. I've done close to 2,000 now, but in endurance, I'm just under a 1,000. I did my very first 100 mile in 2017. It was at The Tevis Cup in the Sierra Nevada, uh, starting out of Roby Park and finishing in Auburn, for those of you who don't know um, what the Tevis Cup is. Likely, if you're listening to this podcast, you might have a clue about some of the bigger endurance rides, some of the 100s that we do for AERC. This one is supposed to be the granddaddy of them all. And so instead of starting out with an an easier 100, I just jumped right in. I've done a lot of 50s already. I love 50 milers. They're really great distances. And they're a great way to prep for doing 100 miles. I had read some information about doing 100 miles, but a lot of times my style of preparing is just go and see how things turn out. Uh, It's not that I did not prepare. That's not true at all. Um, I'm just more of a bigger picture person than I am a detail person. And so instead of like figuring out my entire strategy, uh, you know, step by step, my strategy was to go and take it one step at a time, do the best we could and see how far we could get. I had hopes that we would finish. I had no idea if we could or not. Um, My mayor. Nor I had never done 100 miles before, and the most we had done was a back-to-back 50 and a 35, in fact. That wasn't specifically kind of the plan that I had hoped for in preparation, but it, was, it happened the way it did, and, and we went with it, and I was happy with how she did. Um, Rio is the mare that I competed on. I actually took her back the next summer and did another 100 at Tevis, and she finished a few minutes faster. Our first attempt, we did almost the full 24 hours, shy only by about five minutes. To finish, you don't have to race in. To finish, you don't have to go fast. If you listen to what your horse can do and take the time to see what it is they need, you're going to be a lot more successful and a lot more rides in my opinion, there's a many. There are many times we get wrapped up in what other people's rides are. Um, we want to stay with our friends. Uh, we're talking. We're not paying attention. We're not hearing what the horse is telling us through little subtle signs. And I think that's where a lot of times we can get into trouble at any distance, whether it be a, uh, 25, all the way up to 100, or even on a multi-day ride. So it's important to me to do what the horse needs to do and not what my personal agenda is. I went into Tevis um, prepared to only do 10 miles if that's what Rio needed to do. I would—I promised myself I would be happy with what she did no matter where we got. Um, I think that's something that we all need to look at um, when we're competing our horses because they really honestly probably do not care if we go five miles or 500 miles. Um, They're just as happy when they're done at any of it. I mean, I'm sure they feel a lot better finishing, you know, rested after five miles than they do like after 50, you know, but I do also believe that our partners truly enjoy what they do. I, I do believe they like their jobs the look and the actions of my horses that i've competed it tells me exactly that i think horses were designed to move i think humans were designed to move and to not engage them in um, purposeful activity that they like to do I think is abuse versus, I think, I know there's a lot of activist groups out there currently, which is something that is a challenge for sports like endurance to encounter. Um, I think that's a challenge that we're going to be encountering more and more frequently as time goes on, because it seems like there's a lot of um, kind of extreme activism out there currently. And I really honestly believe that Our horses love to do their jobs, whether it's endurance or cattle work or um, getting in the show ring. Some of them enjoy their jobs a lot better than others, especially when they don't have a a match to what they particularly like to do. But um, I think when you find a horse that enjoys the distance or enjoys whatever it is, um, I think that they fully engage in it. Preparing for the 100, I did a lot of riding. Um, I think there are a lot of us that are extremely busy people. Um, I am one of those people. I don't have any structured plan of conditioning. Um, I don't have like days that I do arena work, and I don't have days that I do long rides, and I don't have planned days. I, I take what comes along. If I have extra time, I'll go out and do a longer ride. If I had don't have extra tar- time... I ride what I can Um, and I think if you do that over time say two three years prior to trying to do a 100 mile ride I think that you're gonna get to the goal that you need to get to especially if you're shooting for more of a conservative goal now if you're somebody who's wanting to seriously race I do believe you do need to spend a lot more time doing your homework than to just finish I think the homework needs to be there no matter what, but the, the degree of intensity that you participate in obviously needs to vary um, for your, your end goal. Uh, I tend to be a bigger picture person, like I said. Um, I tend to say, okay, this is the goal. We'll just kind of go find what opportunity we can along the way to be able to achieve that goal. And if the signs are showing that you know the doors are opening go right through them. Sometimes you'll, if you pay attention, the doors are just kind of saying that, uh, nah, it's not time to go yet. And that's kind of the case for this year, of course. Um, we've had a lot of rain and my, uh, competition goals that I had in mind didn't pan out. And so I am going to withdraw. I had an entry um, posted for Tevis, and I'm I'm going to withdraw that this year. And so, you know, I mean, you just have to take a look at what you've got in front of you and play your cards accordingly. I think that has to do with any distance. That has to do with any sport that we're doing. You know, you have to look at what's right for you and your horse, for sure. Busy-wise, um, I do a lot of juggling acts to try to get goals done. um, You know, I I do have to place bigger priorities on things and sometimes I have to cut things out if if I have a more important goal. Um, You know, uh, personal exercise sometimes gets sacrificed um, when I'm trying to get a writing goal done. uh, And that's just due to the amount of time I've got um, wrapped up in other things like necessary things like taking care of my kids, uh, going to work, uh, paying the bills. The housework gets shuffled way low. Um, (laughs) um, I try to um, just put the most important things up at the top and then go from there. I, I think there does need to be some degree of organization, although I don't need like a ton of Excel sheets or checklists and that kind of stuff. But other people do. And that's perfectly fine. You have to figure out what works best with your personality type and how you function best. And if you can set your heart to it, put your soul into it, I think you can do whatever you want to do. You just got to be willing to get there and work hard to get that. Hope you get your goals accomplished and maybe I'll see you out on the trails. Thank you.
6: Hi, my name is Dawn Kerr and uh, formerly Simus. Um, I recently got married and I've been involved in endurance basically since what I say before I was born. My grandfather knew Wendell Roby. Uh, I was born in Auburn near Roby Point in 1962, and my mom uh, did Tevis in 1970. But uh, I grew up riding My Little Pony on Wendell's rides where he would go out with groups of people, including my mom, and show them the trail and kind of uh, crazy rides back then. But when I was a little kid, I thought it was fun. And um, I didn't start doing endurance myself until my 20s because my grandfather was running on the... Western States Trail Ride, which is also known as the Tuvis Cup, 100 miles in one day in Auburn, from Tahoe to Auburn. Uh, Since the very beginning in the, um, let's see, probably the 60s, they started a vet check called Pointed Rocks, and it ran for 22 years. They rerouted the trail. So for the whole time they had Pointed Rocks, my grandfather was running that vet check, and I was volunteering, so I never rode much other than just riding drag on endurance rides. But So I have a lot of experience, um, but not a lot of AERC miles. And uh, then in my 40s, I had cows and was attacked by my bull. So I had a lot of health issues, several surgeries, broke my sternum, my ribs, my knee, Uh, etc. So um, I sold all my cows, sold my horses, and didn't know if I'd even ride again. It's been eight years since that happened. I'm 56 now, and I had my hip replaced. Um, That was hopefully my last surgery. I've had a new ACL, new hip, and thought, oh, I'd like to get back into Riding, I didn't know if I'd do endurance, but certainly trail riding because I love, I still live in Auburn. I still love the trails I've ridden my whole life. And I had a nice ranch mare. Um, the only thing is she's 16 hands and it was pretty hard for me to get on her anymore. So um, I was kind of shopping for a smaller horse, which a lot of people, as we age, our horses get smaller. <laughs> um And I accidentally bought Cody. I named him Cody because he was uh, bought in Cody, Wyoming. My big ranch mare is named Fallon because I bought her in Fallon, Nevada. Um, But I saw a ranch horse sale online and thought, I love these ranch horses. My dad was a cowboy. They're good to get my confidence and my core strength back and um, good on these mountain trails. So I was kind of shopping online. I got a bidder number for a specific one that was a pony, uh, Gypsy Banner Welsh Pony Cross. My first horse when I was a little girl was a pony Arab Welsh Cross. So I was going to bid on this little guy, the very handy little pony, and immediately got outbid and uh, signed off the internet and the next day I got a call saying congratulations on winning your horse and I thought maybe the winner had backed out but it wasn't the pony it was the next horse um, and I knew nothing about this horse that I had bought total accidental purchase. Uh, I had the, you know Terrible fear <laughs> strike me as like what have I bought? Oh my gosh, sight unseen, I hadn't done any research. I didn't even know what it was, but I thought I could probably sell it, uh, whatever it was. Well, it turned out it was a little guy. He's fourteen, one I think. Um, it was a very reputable sale. They do health check, soundness guarantee. So I felt pretty confident he was, you know, going to be healthy, and small. So I thought, well, I'll give it a shot. Uh, grade. Don't know, but I'm assuming by the look of him, he's a cutting bred quarter horse. Very caddy and quick on his feet. Lots of ranch experience. And he had done pack um, trains. So he's really good in the mountains. Doesn't have a problem being crowded, obviously. Um, and packed duffel loads. He'd even packed elk out for hunting guides. And then I Mostly ranch work, but they also did some junior rodeo on him, and the kids loved him. So I thought, well, he might work out. So I did a lot of trail riding last summer when I got him. uh, And this was before my hip replacement because I wanted to get some of my strength back so that I would rehab better from the surgery. Um, Took a lot of narcotics and just got through it. Got some strength back, really loved the horse. Got my surgery. And then thought, wow, maybe I could do endurance. Um, After surgery, I can ride pain-free. It's pretty awesome. I can't walk so well yet. I'm still getting there because I have to bear weight when I walk. But when I'm riding in the saddle, I'm pretty much pain-free. It's awesome. So I thought, I'll try an LD and see where we're at. This little guy, he's um, probably eight years old now. And I've spent a year with him, and he's never acted foolish, um, pretty solid. I mean, he's a quarter horse. So we entered the Wild West Pioneer, which is near here, near Auburn and Nevada City. And uh, I know the trail. I've done the ride before as a 50. And <clears throat> he's a great camper, obviously, because he's packed. So the night before, everything was great. Um at the morning of the ride, I thought, this is his first experience. Uh, he's been on rodeo, so he's used to a lot of commotion, and he's never had a problem with that. we had done a couple fun rides, like charity fun rides that were also big groups, and he was fine. So, But I thought, you know, they're going faster, so I'll just let everybody go, which a lot of us do, uh, and walk him out after everybody leaves. So we walked out you know, gave my rider number and headed out and thought, well, I'll pick up a nice jog. He has a really nice little kind of a Western trot jog. And suddenly I think it just occurred to him that everybody had left <laughs> and he wanted to go. So I let him move out pretty good, but I don't have the strength. I've atrophied over the years. It's been eight years since, well, actually 12 years since I'd done an endurance ride. Eight years I had bone on bone with my hips, so I really wasn't riding much um, since my bull accident. So uh, I didn't have the strength for that kind of pace. I'd been riding, trail riding, but not a fast endurance pace. So I was, you know, things were starting to get a little sloppy. <laughs> um, I was having a hard time staying balanced. And, uh, you know, you lose your strength. You kind of become jello legs. And I wanted him, I wanted to rate his speed. And, uh, but of course, that's when I realized, which some horses are like this, that he basically just had race brain. All that personality before flew right out the window, and now he was a complete nut job, Jekyll and Hyde. So I'd try one raining and slowing him down. Luckily, we were on a dirt road there in the beginning, and then the front end started to get light, and the tail starts swishing, the head starts tossing, and I thought he's going to reared on me a couple times, Um, and I thought, for a moment I have a hit air vest and a helmet because I didn't used to wear a helmet back in the old days and I felt I have all my safety gear on but you know I just went through a lot with rebuilding my body and the last thing I wanted to do was come off this horse on a on a pretty much a gravel road also. So um I wanted to just get off. I remember thinking well, if you ever get in trouble on an endurance rider on a horse that might lose his mind, you can always get off. Don't be a hero. But in this instance, I couldn't even get off. This is a basically a moving target, and I can't just, like I used to, spring off and land on my feet, you know. He needs to stand quiet while I crawl off the horse. So uh, I couldn't get off, and so I thought, well, I'm going to ride it out, um, You know, if you run them, they can't buck. So we headed down the trail, scared a lot of people. You know, on your left, on your right, we're passing people because it wasn't a matter of catching up. Now he just wanted to go. Um, And I was doing whatever I could to just stay alive, basically, you know, and not hurt anyone else. So um, I got to a point again where I started getting weak. I needed to rate him and uh, as I was slowing him down, some people started catching up to me, and um, it, it just was a total rodeo. I mean, when I got the horse, um, he had two gears. He had the pack train walk, which was painfully slow. I've worked on his walk, and it's really difficult to get him to walk faster without just breaking into a trot, um, so his walk is painfully slow, and, and then he had the what I called the Holy Mother of God Slow Down Rodeo Gallop because the kids had ridden him in rodeo and team roping and probably raced him around the ranch, you know, uh, a little bit barn sour with going home and racing him up a hill or when he gets side by side with a horse going back, he wants to just pin his ears and stretch out. And he has some serious power for a little guy. So, um... You know, I was alternating between all of this, trying to use his abilities and uh, what I had taught him, which was how to trot, but he apparently forgot how to trot entirely. I got to the first water stop, and there was a volunteer guiding us on a turn, and I was able, because he stopped to drink, he's a great drinker, I think he'd be a great endurance horse, Um, wasn't tired at all, he came to me pretty fit. And I thought, I'm going to get off here because he's drinking. I had the opportunity, and I did not want to get back on, and I had no cell phone coverage, but I could ask that volunteer if she could send someone to help me. I couldn't even walk back because of my hip. I can't walk or hand walk him back. I did not want to go on. And I sat there trying to decide what to do for uh, probably... 20 to 30 minutes and was passed by pretty much, um, you know, everybody else. And I did hook up with a couple of people, wonderful, um, asking how I was doing. And I was, you know, venting about my ride. And they said, well, join us. We've got this halflinger draft um, on and a 20 year old at that ex carriage horse that we're just having fun and want to see how he does. We're going slow. So I stayed with them and they were very patient. I want to thank, um, Michelle and I can't think of her last name, but, uh, she was, she was very helpful to get me through, um, that section of the ride. And every time he would get past, he would lose his mind. I, um, It was a 30-mile LD, and at about 20 miles, we had been left by everyone. I hadn't seen anyone. And then we went about an hour or two and never got past. So I thought, okay, yay, I'm finally in last place. That was the problem, was the getting past part. And everybody was so far ahead then that he just kind of finally got over it, got into a nice working trot on a loose rein, and um finished the ride the last six miles were glorious uh and I actually felt pretty good and he got A's and easily he could have done a 50 so there was no strategy of tire your horse out to get control that wasn't it was me that needs strength so what I learned from the whole thing um i am in better shape than i thought i was i guess it was my cg that kept me seated and the prayers of my friends at the vet check that i was begging please pray for me that nobody dies nobody died the horse was great uh physically and um, i came from it knowing i'm stronger than i thought i was i need to get more physical strength and I need to get into his mind and break this. It's hard to train for what we call race brain because you can't recreate it. So what I decided to do, and I look back at the last year I rode him, I rode with friends because I was getting uh, back in the saddle and I wanted to be safe. He really hadn't been ridden alone. So that's my goal. I need to ride this horse alone. Uh, in my conditioning rides or just spend time with him so that he knows I'm the one that you need to worry about, not all the other horses. And he and I have a good relationship. The minute I would get off, he follows me around like a puppy dog. Even during the ride, he didn't pull me from the ground and want to still take off. The moment he saw me on the ground, he relaxed, licked his lips, blew his nose, softened his eye and the minute i'd get back in the saddle he was rip- raring to go so i need to teach him i'm still with you even when i'm on your back so riding alone i think is going to help with that and um then when we do our next ride maybe i'll even give him two opportunities the next two rides i'm going to ride with a buddy we went to this ride and didn't have anybody uh that we went with. I had lots of people I knew, but of course they were all riding their own ride up ahead. I want to go with a friend. I've got some friends that would love to do an LD with me. So we're going to enter the same ride and then use them as a training opportunity. Then he'll have his buddy so he won't completely lose his mind, but they can ride up ahead and then back off and use it as a training opportunity because that's, in my opinion, what LD, limited distance, rides are for green horses training opportunity I don't care about finishing I don't care about points I just want to have a well-broke safe horse that stays healthy and have fun Uh, hopefully I'll get back into a 50 miler I think this little horse will be able to um, do Tevis he's he's got a lot of gas in the tank he's a powerful little guy Um, he just needs to learn a few things. And so that was was my um, first experience back in the saddle after 12 years away from endurance. A little terrifying, but I survived. And my plan is Pilates for me and some riding alone for him. And hopefully I will be updating you uh, maybe on my next Rider, too, and we'll see how Cody does. So thank you for listening.
7: Hey, everybody. It's Bridget Helms. On my last update, I was getting ready to start my ride season. Um, if you don't if you haven't listened to me in the past, I ride a ten year old quarter horse gelding that I have raised bred and raised. And so we started endurance riding last year with some 25s and a 50. And so when we were getting ready to start this season, my mentor said, we're, we're gonna get right back into 50s. So we did that. My very first weekend back was at a ride in Wyoming called Medicine Lodge. It was beautiful. And I ended up actually riding back-to-back 50s that weekend, one the first 50 on my horse. And then the second 50, I rode one of my mentor's horses. So I actually got the experience of riding back-to-back, which was kind of trying. It was kind of exhausting. The second day, it was kind of hard to get motivated to want to go out just because you're kind of sore, and my knees were kind of hurting. And So on the holds, I really was lucky that my mentor kind of just took over the horses, and I kind of just really just totally rested on the holds that day, and we got through it. I kept telling myself, if you can make it through this loop, if you can make it through this loop, and that really worked. So then two weeks after that, we went to another Wyoming ride in Basin, Wyoming, called the Wyoming Ride. And we completed there, we were fifth. Um, That was a hotter day and we haven't really had that much warm weather here in Wyoming. So um, my horse, I think, struggled a little bit with the heat, but so I had to kind of um, drop back from riding with my mentor and just make my horse slow down make sure that he was getting enough electrolytes and just taking more breaks with him, but he finished looking great that day. And so I know we were on the right track there and I think holding him back was the right thing to do. And then, so two weeks after that, which was last weekend, we went to Fort Howes and that was a beautiful ride. Um, we had a storm the first night in camp. Um, and that was actually the first ride I got to take my six-year-old daughter with because of another rider, Joy Kenyon. She really helped me out by bringing her daughter along to help babysit my daughter so that somebody could watch her while I was out riding, and it worked out awesome. Um, so I had a great ride. My daughter had a great time. Um, even though we ended up having to ride quite a bit of the ride on Saturday in the rain, probably the last 20 miles or so, it was a great ride. We. My, the horses did great, they loved the cooler weather. It actually gave us, um, or at least me, a taste of a different type of weather. I hadn't ridden in conditions like that yet, so um, at the holes we had to make sure to keep the horses rumps covered and keep their big muscles warm so that they didn't cramp. And, you know, when they're out on the trail, they did great. They, they loved the cooler weather, we didn't have to you know, continually douse them at every tank and keep them cool. The weather did it for us. So the horse is finished. My horse at the finish, ears up, looked happy. Um, my mentor and I, Hannah, we rode together the whole ride and our horses, they pace great together. She was riding, uh, Morgan, Arabian Cross skelding, and he really seemed he's a little heavier muscle too. So, both of our horses kind of need the same things when it's hot, and so both of these horses really like the cooler weather. So, we kind of manage them about the same. So, that was kind of nice. And um, at the finish, both of our horses' ears perked up, they were happy. We were coming into the finish right before camp, and we have to decide who's coming in first that day, you know, who's who's going to be third place and who's going to be fourth place. So we decided at the last second there to rock, paper, scissors for it to decide who would come in third, and I won, so I got to come in third that day. And at Fort Howes, they gave us some nice prizes, so we got a little stool for top ten. Um, for being first in my weight division, I got a riders, a riding warehouse water bottle, and then we for the completion award, they let you pick out a shirt, so I thought that was – Kind of a nice little, um, you know, instead of just getting a standard, everybody gets the same shirt. They had t-shirts, long sleeves, raglan. So it was kind of nice to get a, and you got to pick your color and all that. So that was kind of fun. And we ate really well there. They gave a steak dinner on Friday night and then hamburgers and hot dogs on Saturday night. So I can't wait to go back there. (laughs) But uh, next weekend, we're getting ready to head to Medora, North Dakota for the Madahe ride up there in the North Dakota Badlands and I've never been there so I'm really excited to take my horse up there and ride up there. Um, It looks like the weather is getting hotter finally so we're going to have to learn more about managing his heat so I'm going to see if what I found out at the Wyoming ride if I can implement more of that and hopefully I'll know that I've gotten his electrolyte protocol figured out a little bit better. And then two weeks after that, we will go to Bighorn 50. So that one I'm kind of excited and nervous about as well, just because I know that that will be a little bit of a challenging ride up there in the Bighorn Mountains. But we are excited to take it on and see where that takes us for August. So hopefully I'll be updating you guys at the end of July with how things have went.
8: See you later. Hi everyone, Jenny Chandler here from New Zealand on what is a lovely sunny winter's day. And it's still, the last few days have just been horrible. Really, really windy, throwing water at you from time to time, just, just really horrible. So I'm gonna go out and do things with my ponies in a little while once they've finished having some hay. So my last few podcasts have been catching you up on my last two seasons. And just to briefly recap, I started this last this season, the one that's just finished now, I started with four horses. And if you recall, Tigger last season had had an incident at the beach with the land yacht and it ended up injured. And this year he retweaked that injury through being a clumsy twat and standing on a very easy to see pole when we were out on a ride, sort of just a little log, and, it re- and got sore again. Um, Lace was coming back in this season after having a, had a foal, her third foal, and I was really enjoying riding her again, and she stuck her leg through the fence, so that was her out for the rest of the season. Richie got as far as doing his first 80 Ks and then that was enough for him. Um, his feet angles were all wrong, we're fixing that. So suddenly there I was, I'd started the season with four horses and I was down to one my five-year-old dancer, Lace's oldest baby, really excited to get started with her, to take her to her first rides. So although I was disappointed about all the trouble I'd had, it was a big thrill to get dancer and get her going. So our first outing was just to a little, what they call a mini endurance. It's not a proper ride by any means, they do it every year, it's about half an hour's drive away, and every year on the last weekend before Christmas they basically open up the farm, mark about an 8 kilometer track and you just go and do that as often as you like. So if you're taking along your fit endurance horse you go around 3-4 times and it's got a lot of good work in it, it's, it's got some big hills up and down quite a lot so it's a really good workout. And then if you've got this, like I was this time, a baby on her first outing, you know, you just ride with a friend. I had a very good friend, Nicola, with me on her usually pretty steady, calm, older horse. So we just basically walked the whole eight Ks and, and you know, she just learnt so much. And it was such a thrill to be out on her. And We got a few photos and, you know, there were a few hairy moments where we'd just go off to one side and let other horses go past. There are about... 90 horses came this year so it was pretty busy on the 8k course so you just go aside and let people go past if they were going faster and it took us hours but it was a great thrill and a lovely day. So then that was before Christmas so in January I took her to her first ride and it was at Curatau which is a lovely lovely course. We were only doing 20 kilometres. I managed to find somebody to ride with and she was a really good uh, mentor for the day because her mare um, is a Pasifino. We don't have many of those over here. We all find them a bit weird with that sort of short, choppy action that they have. But she was a very protective mare, so she would put herself between dancer and any problems. And as we're trotting along on the course, just the, the thrill of finally riding this horse that I've known since she was born, who had been best friends since she was three days old, she would stand across over the fence from the house and call out to me telling me to get out there with my wonderful hands that could scratch her neck so nicely and she would demand that I come and attend to her and 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 pay attention to her so you know she's been we've been best friends for five years and there I was out riding her and you know she was so good and she she coped with being in her pen because we stayed overnight so not only was it her first ride but it was her first you know we stayed there a couple of nights I think because it was a big event it was a two-day event so you know it was just a huge experience and even after that one 8k ride before Christmas she'd learnt so much and was so much more ready to go forward and do things on her second outing. Since then I've done another couple of 20k rides I had planned for the Makahiwi Challenge which is our um marathon event, I had planned to take her along and do the the three day 60k ride, so you do 20ks each day for three days and it's the flatter part of the course so it's not too hard for a a young horse to do that and I was really looking forward to it, I was really excited about it. She'd had a bit of a cold so I was keeping an eye on it, it looked better and I thought that's okay, She she will be good, she can go. I actually had her, I had all my gear packed, I had her I'd ready to put on the float, brushed her mud off her, got her travel boots on and then I looked at her nose and there's this green muck coming out of it it's like, oh, so disappointing. Um, so that was her back in the paddock, it's been clinging on that nose, she doesn't yeah, it's still... I got did get to do another 15k ride, um, just a close local one. I went along, she hadn't been ridden for a couple of months, I took her along to that one, especially because it has a lot of stream crossings, so in the course of this 15k ride, you cross the stream and you're just back and forth across it. Sometimes you cross it three times within about 60 metres. So the first stream crossing, she would... Again, I had a really good mentor, not so much the rider. She'd never done endurance before. She was from overseas until a couple of days earlier. She'd never even ridden up and down a hill um, I think she was Danish, so it's pretty flat there, but she was on a very experienced um, endurance horse who I knew well, so the first stream I was able to tell her, can you just take Shema into the stream and stop in the middle and wait until Dancer comes in, so she did that, and Dancer dithered and, and hummed and hard and eventually got herself in there, and then Even by the second stream she probably would have gone in first but I didn't ask her until the third or fourth stream and by that stage she was just like, yep, marched into them and she was even, because it was a hot day, she was even saying, well, hey, hang on, how about I just stay here and just stand in this nice cool water? So, you know, that was a great training ride for her. But again, shortly after that, her snotty nose came back so she's out again for winter. I think we've also got to sort out a better saddle for her. I don't think... The saddles I was using on her are um, a great fit. So over the winter, my project with her is to um, make sure she's not sore and find a saddle that she's happy to to ride in because she hasn't been happy to canter and one thing about dancer is she's very very expressive if dancer has an emotion you know about it within seconds if you whenever you try something you know straight away what dancer thinks about it because she will tell you in no uncertain terms and she's been telling me that she hasn't been particularly happy cantering in those saddles she was okay for a while and now she's saying yeah nah it's they're a bit they're a bit sore I don't like cantering in that saddle and she won't canter she just gets disunited and puts some little pig bucks and says no I don't want to and you know that's pretty clear so until I get that sorted I won't be able to do very much with her. But now looking forward to next season Lace's leg is nearly I'm riding her again at the moment. It's a pretty ugly scar but hopefully she'll be able to step up and be back in work again this season. Tigger I'm loaning to a friend just to do a quiet season with because I know that if I'm riding him because he's so athletic and he's he's just so forward going we'll end up going too fast and I just want him to have a quiet season. I've got too many horses so a friend's going to take him shortly and just do a quiet season with him. She's just got her second 80k ride so she's an open endurance rider now. Remember we have um, the novice system here in New Zealand where you have to do two 40k rides and then two 80k rides at controlled speeds before you're allowed to um, do proper endurance rides where it's a race. So she'll be just taking it quietly, getting some open rides and hopefully stepping up the distance, so doing long slow miles with Tigger. Richie, well, we'll try and get another 80k, get him get his feet sorted and he'll move on and, and get to be open. I'll try and ride him rather than palm him off on other people, because he is a lovely ride, and but he does tend to get a bit full of himself and be a bit of a twat, so I'll try and do his next 80k ride with him. And then, as well as Dancer, Lace's second fold, Jimmy, is four and a half now, and I'm just now starting to, to get on him. I can climb up on and off, and we can walk a little bit, and we can back up a little bit. That's as far as we've got. It's a work in progress, as they say. So that's another thrill. So once again, even though I'm giving Tigger away for the season I'm still gonna have four horses but obviously Jimmy if he gets to a couple of 20ks by the end of the season maybe a 40 you know that would be enough so yeah just gotta sit out the winter excitedly I've got a ride in the Quilty in Australia in July so my next podcast I guess will be filling you in on how that went catch you later
3: Hi, Daryl again from New Zealand. We're in our off-season at the moment for endurance, so I haven't so much just touched a horse in weeks. It's been really atypical for a winter so far. It's been warm. It's been, well, comparatively warm. It's been dry. We haven't had anywhere near the mud that we've had in previous years. It's um, It's been really, really lovely. The horses have been just enjoying running around. They're all together as one herd at the moment. And it's been so warm that we've... Um, that they haven't even been in covers. Usually we have them in lightweight rugs, um, maybe put them into padded rugs through the winter. They started out the end, at the end of the season they were in lightweight rugs and then one morning Blazer's cover was hanging around his neck and it was a warm day anyway. So off came the covers and they've been running around all hairy and naked and covered in mud ever since. We currently have five bay horses running all around together. A month ago three of them were grey and one was chestnut. I figure if Darius White's horses are ak okay naked in the snow, then ours can cope with a little bit of mud. In the past, we've played the rug roulette game, on when it's cold or wet and off when it's warm. So far, they seem to be surviving well rugless. My chestnut scratch is possibly a little bit ribby, but the others seem to be holding their weight okay. So time to maybe start looking at uh, changing his feed a little bit, upping his, upping his feed, giving him a little bit more, and um, we'll start supplementing again very soon as well. Where we live in Fakatani in the Bay of Plenty, it's pretty warm comparatively anyway. In my house we haven't even lit the fire more than half a dozen times this year so far. And that's the only heating we have. Anyway, so instead of riding, I've done a bunch of other necessary but tedious jobs. The horse truck has been unpacked, mostly. I've taken most of the rugs home to wash them and do any repairs to leg straps, etc. And I spend a whole hour washing out buckets with bleach so we don't start the season with mouldy buckets and leftover food crusting up nicely then there's some equipment that needs a bit of repair i noticed that the watch on one of the heart rate monitors needs a new battery next on the list is to do a bit of maintenance on my trailer my horse float when it lived with my mother it had a nice home inside a shed away from the weather but it lives outside now and i've been getting a bit concerned about rust in the wheel rooms especially the wheels are from a 1970s mitsubishi apparently and they are four stud where most modern wheels are five stud So replace a wheel becomes a bit of a mission to find one that fits. So my next task is to take all the wheels off, take the tyres off and have the the rims sandblasted and painted. Hopefully that'll see us right for another few years. Our season starts up again near the end of August. Last weekend, so mid-June, was a gloriously clear day where I live. My husband and I went for a walk on the beach with our dog. We were in shirt sleeves, there was no wind, temperature was perfect, the ocean was sparkling, it was nearly dead low tide so there were acres of beach and I had no horse to ride because they're all on holiday. Needless to stay, after after a day like that my team are getting itchy butts. Time to get back in the saddle. So this last weekend we snuck out for a quiet walk with three of the horses and my little dog as well. He can come with us at the beginning of the season when we're going slow and not too far but it's a bit much for him when we start upping the pace a bit. So it will probably be a couple of weeks yet before we'll start legging up properly, a month or so of walking to start reconditioning hooves and muscles, and then start extending out our distances and upping the pace again. One of the things coming up for me is a seminar which I'm anticipating will have some great learning about electrolyting and after ride care, as well as ridden sessions. I'm looking forward to it. It's also a great way to kick start the enthusiasm for the new season. Our ride calendar is in draft form at the moment, but I've done a little bit of goal setting and planning on what rides I need to get to achieve those those goals already. I'm pretty superstitious about talking about expected outcomes, just in case I jinx everything. But this season will hopefully, crossing fingers and touching wood, see Salty and I make Decade Team, and I'm hoping that he will reach the 5,000k mark this year as well. We don't reach the huge totals that horses get to in the US, I think because we don't have the number of long rides here. We have three 160k rides per season um, that I can get to. Five, there are, no, there are only three, there are three 160K rides in a season, and most people are, will only ever get to two of those in the season. I have plans for an Australian friend to come and ride the FEI, FEI rides this season, and hopefully I'll get to Australia for a couple of rides as well. Big time pipe dream is to get a nationals buckle, a Quilty buckle, and a Tevis buckle all in one season. Wouldn't that be a great achievement? In the meantime, we start legging up one foot in front of the other and we'll see how far that gets us. More next time. Hi everyone, this is
0: Adriana Sardoni from Marvel Endurance in Queensland, Australia. I just wanted to provide you with a really quick update on what Victoria and I are planning to do in the next week and a bit. So, today as I record this, it's Monday, the 1st of July. And in 12 days, um, on Friday the 12th of July at about 11 o'clock at night, we will be waking up from hopefully a few hours of decent sleep uh, to saddle up two horses and at midnight ride out at the start of the 2019 Tom Quilty Gold Cup. It's being held at Stirling's Crossing in Imble. In Queensland, it's about a four-hour drive away for us. It's a 160-kilometer or 100-mile ride, which Victoria and I have been dreaming about starting and hopefully completing ever since we met early in 2015. It's it was based on the Tevis um, and started in 1966, and these days it rotates around the different states in Australia, so it. in Queensland every six years. Last time it was in Queensland was 2013. I started Endurance in 2014 so um, ever since I started and I first heard about it I've thought wow that would be such a cool thing to do. It seemed really out of reach when I was um, exhausted after a 20 kilometre ride but we're here now in July 2019 and uh, Victoria and I are both qualified for it We qualified back in 2017 together and, um, yeah, I'm just really excited to um, go and attend this event. There's going to be over 300 horses entering and, yeah, my goal is to get a start but the ultimate dream would be to complete my very first one and come home with a shiny quilty buckle. So our original plan uh, was to ride two horses that we both have told you about in the past. I was going to ride Willowvale Surrah and Victoria was going to ride Coda, Ardes Coda. But we also were lucky to have two backups and um, we are on to our two backups. So we will be riding um, Mizzy, Maluvale Amir Halo is his full name, and Jazzy who is Moran A. Jars. I probably said that a little bit wrong. It's E apostrophe J double A Z. But we just call him Jarsie. So we're taking Mizzy and Jazzy. We have not yet decided who is riding who, but I am really, really excited to get to this ride. In the next episode, I will provide you with an update of how everything went for us, and hopefully it's good news and we can bring home
2: a buckle each. Hey, everybody, that's a wrap for episode 19. I'm superly looking forward to episode 20. I have a crazy full day ahead of me. So I'm this was one of the things that was on my list of get this podcast out on the airwaves today. And it is done now on to the rest of the day. And I hope you all enjoyed listening as much as I did. And I want to say to everybody who took the time to send in an audio Thank you so much. We look forward to your updates. Happy trails, all.
0: We enjoyed having you along for the ride. Endurance Horse Podcast is where you get to share your adventures of riding good horses through beautiful country. Many stresses in life are washed away by a good gallop, a steady trot, or by simply saddling up your favourite horse for an easy ride. Remember, every mile a memory.
2: To share your story on Endurance Horse Podcast, send an email to Endurance Horse at gmail.com.